Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in this podcast, for this is where you and I will spend the next hour or so. And remember, my friend, podcasts such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the bad, the poorly plotted, the ineptly directed. That is why you are here. Now, for the first time, we are bringing to you the full review of this film. We are bringing you all the evidence based on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who watched this movie, the actors, the plot. My friend, we can't watch this any longer. Let us punish the cast. Let us try to forget we saw it. My friend, can your brain stand the shocking badness of Plan 9 from Outer Space? Great rumors from Outer Space! <laughs> yes, bad movie vaults are back after a seven year hiatus. <laughs> and we're covering Edward's 1959 film Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'm here, I'm Scott, I should say, I'm here with Nud. Nerd, yeah, nerd. Hello, and JP. Hello, hello, everybody. Yes, yeah, smooth as ever. <laughs> Professional. Yeah. It's probably because we keep leave it years before yeah. we do this. Yeah. We forget how to do it. We forget how to do <laughs> that it. That was a yeah. professional intro, though. That was well, good. Right. well. Yeah, that's, that's good. Direct I suppose. <laughs> Scott Snotson predicts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what are we going to do? What are we well, I don't know. About? I think the place to start would be our earliest memories of this film. Uh, well, I, I know that there was a Channel 4 series back in, what would it be, mid-80s? 85, 86, called um, The Golden Turkey Awards, wasn't it? And it was based on a book written by, was it Michael Medved? Yeah, and yeah. So I think they, they, they showed a few of the films. I think Robot Monster was on there, and um, uh, was it... Trog? Did they show that? Can't remember now off the top of my head, but one of the films obviously was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Widely regarded as one of the worst films ever made. I'm not entirely sure that's true these days. I think we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is a perfect storm of badness. I yeah. think there's, there's maybe worse films out there, but films as entertainingly bad? Yeah, maybe possibly not. Possibly not. It's that special not. mix you get sometimes, like you get with Birdemic. Yeah. Uh, maybe Sharknado but I think they were in on what they were doing mm. but there's this you get like Ticker was another one I think it's just a perfect yeah. storm of amateur filmmaking terrible acting yeah and just you know, it's awful just weird plot holes or plot decisions and it's just a perfect storm of and maybe, badness maybe po-facedness as well yeah, and yeah it's often really serious yeah. it's usually the best the best way to make anything funny is take it really seriously <laughs> Yeah. So I my agree. first exposure to Plan Nine, and you know, I'm not, I can't remember the title of this, but but I remember it quite well. That, that Dan Aykroyd did like a movie that was like a clip movie, and it was almost like a proto mystery science theatre because uh, he, what he did was he assembled loads of clips of different bad Hollywood films, and and it was mostly stuff from the fifties. And the film was divided into theme segments. So there'd be a section about Hellcat movies. There'd be a section about sci-fi movies. John Candy is in it briefly as well. It's basically Dan Aykroyd, first of all, introducing a segment from some Hollywood backlots. And then with all the clips going on, he would, over the top of them, he would, there'd be like a commentary about, about the movies. I mean, particularly he tells you, for example, about Plan 9, about Bela Lugosi and the... Shropper this replacement, 
Uh, but what he also does is he he did um, he did like like uh, funny dialogue over the top of some of the scenes. So very much like kind of a mystery science theatre riffing thing. But this 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 was like a, like an eighties film, and I remember seeing it. Um, and there's a big segment in the middle of it specifically about Edward films and specifically about Planet Night from Outer Space. So I remember watching that, can't remember what it was called, but I remember watching that thinking, well, this film looks absolutely amazing, I'm not going to track it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until years later that I was kind of able to watch it um, in its entirety, but my definitely first memories of it were the clips that Dan Aykroyd showed in this kind of montage. It was like a worst of Hollywood, Hollywood mm-hmm. flops or something, and mm-hmm. it was like a like a pseudo documentary stroke mystery science proto mystery science piece. Okay, so I've not heard of that. And I say this film has been covered so many times by so many different people and so many different podcasts. I mean, the, the, I think probably a lot of the, the trivia about this film is probably already widely well known. So I thought what we'd do is probably just our usual thing and run through the film. Yeah, I um, think that's the thing to do. Yeah, my, my history with it is. I, I have. I think I might have watched. I I think I might have watched this with you, John. Yeah, way you, back in yeah. the day. Um, but apart from that, I if to put hand on heart, I think the only time I watched this was actually about two days ago. This is one of those bad films that I've really? never got round to watching. Right? Um, <laughs> I've seen other fifties bad films like Teenager from Outer Space and all those uh, yeah. ones that have come from that same sort of creature feature sort of stuff. So basically, first impressions, what did you think? Really? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the, yeah, we'll, we'll get to certain bits yeah, that yeah. stood out for me, like, wow, this is bad <laughs> film, I think. we'll get to it when I suddenly realised how awful it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh man, it is, wow. Because I always think, I remember thinking, people thinking like, it's a bad film made in the 50s, and I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of sci-fi films were pretty poorly made, it was just uh, that kind of, retroactively looking back at their idea of sci-fi people with ray guns and that sort of yeah. maybe it's just that maybe it's four hours just well, a lot of a lot of, a lot of silly a sci-fi lot, a lot of 50s sci-fi was very low budget as well for a start yeah. which sort of hampers you but they had good acting and they usually had a good idea a good core idea yeah and this doesn't does it it's no. none of those things for me I think what's great about it is well three things first of all is um, Edward's inability to direct is, is lots of fun because it means there's some there's some genuinely um, genuinely funny moments in you know there's continuity errors dark become day yeah. becomes night all that stuff um, the the gravestones are tiny like for, for yeah. very small children these gravestones for ants <laughs> for ants and they wobble every time somebody walks past them <laughs> oh, the obvious problems that they had in completing the film using bits of footage of Bela Lugosi yeah. and then having to replace him with it so all that kind of stuff yeah. is of fun. so that's the first thing the second thing is the overall plot of the movie so it's an alien invasion but it's a very slow one <laughs> involving the resurrection of the dead yeah. there's a brilliant bit isn't there <laughs> where the actor goes Oh, yes, Plan 9. Yes, that involves the resurrection of the dead. And you, you really wanted to say, not the one I'd have gone with. Yeah. I'd have probably gone with the one where we use our Martian heat rays yeah. to destroy the capital cities of the world yeah. and force the human race into submission immediately. Yeah. Probably gone with that plan. But so, what were you saying? Resurrect the dead. Resurrect three people. Resurrect those. <laughs> Very slowly. Oh, yeah. Oh, very slowly I resurrected. I was going to say this later on, but if this is Plan Nine, how fucking bad! bad plan was through eight. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the plot is funny. The shonkiness of the 
filmmaking is funny. And for me, the final thing that's really funny is, is the cast. Because Edward obviously surrounded himself with some, some funny people, you know, some loony people who, who may have been famous within small circles within Hollywood at that period in history. And he kind of put all those guys in this film. And when you add them all up, I mean, Criswell... Criswell predicts. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you've got Bella Lugosi. You've got Tor Johnson. Spectacular Vampira. performance. Yeah, Vampira. You've got um, the kind of stoic um, kind of 50s uh, sci-fi action dude. Lantern star. George. Yeah, Lantern George. You, know, yeah. you bang all of this together. Um, and it's just, it really is it's like a perfect storm isn't it the, the, I think the final ingredient you forgot to list is the set design yeah so <laughs> the, I spent most of the film looking at the set going wow what, I mean, what set design was this <laughs> like basically were rooms painted grey with a radio in the corner yeah, yeah. and a shower curtain yeah. pockets all that kind of stuff yeah. Is, yeah. oh and those those controls and the plane that's the bit. That's not even. Let's not even go there right now. The sets were a character in themselves. Yeah. Because whenever a new scene would start in a new different area, I spent the first thirty seconds just examining this. Going, wow, that's literally a wall painted black. That's supposed to be the sky. Let's face facts. I mean, that happens about five times. You know, location. Yeah, doesn't travel very. And there's some amazing dialogue, isn't there? Throughout the film and narration. They're they're up there. But you're in here, yeah. but they're out there, so I'm going to stay locked up in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Right, let's just start. <laughs> right, okay. So you, you, it's um, the beginning of the film, you're at a graveside, aren't you? And there's an old man. And that's all they refer to him as. He's not got a character name, has he? It's Bella Lugosi. And now apparently this is the first thing I didn't actually realise when I saw this the first time is that none of Bella Lugosi's scenes were actually shot for this For the film. film. This is just yeah, what this is, they had. Yeah, this is they shot before he died. Yeah. Really just well, I'm glad died. they shot it before he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot it it he died. Footage for the film but they had footage of him. Of yeah. him, yes. He, he was, Edward was always filming people. Yeah. Just for, you know, stuff. Right. And, he, and he got loads of footage of Bela Lugosi. So obviously, I mean, Bela Lugosi, let's face it, faded talent at that time. Uh, wasn't really famous anymore. But he was Dracula once, so his name had still got some sort of, yeah. you know, cachet. He was the Nick Cage of his day. Yeah. <laughs> he was famous once. And yeah. so now people quite yeah, know Could you him. imagine if there'd been DTV at that yeah. time? <laughs> Bella would have made a whole yeah. host of shitty... <laughs> DTV vampire movies with, films. with titles yeah. like Hard to Bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm now. Yeah. Uh, so you've got them down at the graveside. I think the basic idea of it is that um, Bella's wife has died. They're at the funeral. And you've got a couple of grave diggers, obviously from another film entirely, sitting watching uh, proceedings. And... Uh, but it, it doesn't seem to follow, uh, it doesn't seem to precede the scene that comes directly after it because the grave diggers get up, they, oh yeah, this is weird, we better bury this corpse. And then you're in the airplane, aren't you? I think the next scene is the airplane, it's the pilot, it's the two pilots in, a, in an airplane. Yeah. You don't know where they're flying to, you don't know who they are, they're not introduced properly, but like you say, the set. Yeah, the, this the set is the first thing. You, you notice. This cockpit set was when I suddenly realised how bad the, this film was going to be. Yeah. 
it's the combination of the cockpit is way too big. The cockpit um, is a room. It's a, yeah. it's a room with it, nothing in it. A wooden room. Yeah. With with a, with a shower curtain doorway. Yeah. Um, and they are basically sitting on stools. Yeah. And one of them's got a telephone strapped to his chest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the resistance to the whole thing is their flight controls. Yeah. Which are, what I can tell, semicircles of wood painted black on sticks. Yeah. Which they kind of move around in their hands. In space, like they're not yeah. actually tethered to anything. Oh, and then there's the genius bit well, where the they... Pilot, they're not even that good. Because the pilot's just sitting there with his hand in his lap. <laughs> yeah. It's the co-pilot who's doing all the, yeah. like, they're sort of trying to mimic some sort of movement. And, and the, not only that, but also the paper clock. Did you notice the paper I didn't clock? notice the paper It's just clock. a paper disc stuck so the paper wall. <laughs> That's all it is, this Ooh. clock on the wall. It's fucking Because all cockpits have giant clocks on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact they went to the bother of actually doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. A paper clock like the, the pilot's like what set. time is it I need to look away from the window to see this what time set, this set's looking brilliant but yeah. you know, what we need is a clock just to draw the eye yeah um yeah, it's just and then they get overtaken, don't they, by yeah, like by, flying by saucers, a big light, <laughs> which then makes the boom shadow visible. As <laughs> <laughs> so the boom shadow passes across the set. Oh, but not only that. I mean, um, you, as well, if you keep a sharp eye on that scene, you can see the actress playing the stewardess put her fingers around the curtain, <laughs> waiting for a line so she can then pull the curtain back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also there when they do the uh, kind of Star Trek acting of of um, turbulence. Oh, yeah, they, they basically the, just jumble around on their seats around yeah. with the guy and the guy saying with the stick <laughs> control. It's just it's Aaron Eckhart would have been great in this film. Yeah, he? <laughs> he could have missed his fucking cue, yeah. couldn't he? Go, <laughs> oh, it's funny. That's for long term listeners. Remember our episode, the core, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what's happened there apparently is this light passing by as a UFO. Uh, so they, they for a start there's basically I don't know 20 seconds of them just sitting there looking before anyone remarks that it's a UFO then you get a shot of a fucking paper dinner plate painted silver on a string and it's just you can see the string of flame as yeah. it's the funniest thing in, in the world it's, yeah I mean I think I remember reading something about it they were actual toys of yeah, flying saucers were, weren't they where yeah. there was some like, there were some false rumours that it was made up of car. Uh, I think cars. the problem yeah. was is that is that at a period uh, in time in history, toys of flying saucers were literally yeah. like. <laughs> 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 I mean, you could have saved yourself the cash end of going out and buying them because yeah. that's basically what they were. Yeah. So the uh, UFO then I think that lands doesn't it in the in the graveyard. Um, and for some reason, you get a shot of vampire, don't you? The vampire, the grave, the grave diggers, are they still? The grave diggers make some small talk about needing to leave because there's creepy noises. It's getting dark now, even though it's already dark. Yeah, well, no, it's not. It's not. It's daylight, and it's getting. And it's and it's. We've got to go because it's getting dark. And, and then there's vampire standing there in the pitch black in the same graveyard. Yeah. And she just stands there. She's in another diggers. dimension. Yeah. The, great, the, the shots keep going back from grave diggers in daylight to vampire a bit at night. And I'm assuming they're supposed to be together yeah. and she kills them. But this is, this is like the first of about a handful of times when you see the, bad, the, the, the dead person with their hands up 
slowly walking towards the camera or the camera zooming in on them and the scene ends with someone off, off camera going ah <laughs> and then the scene ends you just and that's it you get that about four times in the film I think. and not only that I mean let's bring these great these animated corpses such as they are not swift no uh, not nobody animated. ever runs away from me they either walk away slowly or don't move at all <laughs> just let them get them um, also Vampira has the thinnest waist oh, of any oh, I, know yeah. I have ever seen in the history yeah. terrifying yeah. I mean she literally is actually quite scary yeah. I mean she's probably <laughs> the scariest <laughs> thing in the film to be honest the fingernails are quite funny as well because you know the yeah. thumbnails are about six inches long I think the rest of the nails are okay but the thumbnails I know she had big hands yeah. <laughs> did maybe question some things about what was going on there okay right fair enough <laughs> um, then you get some more uh, some more of the old stock footage of Bela Lugosi and this is a brilliant scene of him leaving his house um, still depressed obviously about the death of his um, wife uh, stopping to sniff a flower and then um, <laughs> and then getting hit by a car and killed off, 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 cam- off, off camera, camera. While his, ah! shadow is still, still, his shadow is still on the lawn, not moving at all. <laughs> and and uh, what's the narration as well about that bit? The um, the old man, the old man, his mind still fucked up. Well, I don't know. And the flowers, still the flowers reminding him of the rosy bloom of his wife's cheeks. The sky now just a cover for, for her dead <laughs> corpse. <laughs> Um, and I love the way you say and now we get stock footage of Bella I love the fact that Ed had all this stock yeah. footage I mean you've got to wonder who else he had stock footage of <laughs> in his, around his house yeah. you know it's like I don't just open my stock footage cupboard and see what I've got here <laughs> that I can use and, and to be fair he didn't have a lot of stock footage did he because that's really, pretty, that pretty much it, it now there's a couple of shots there's one of the shots of him walking out some woods a couple of shots later on I don't know what that was about either um, still um, the thing is as well obviously it was Bela Lugosi hmm. so every time he walks in this stock footage he's got a bit of that vampire stride about him hasn't he yeah. and he's got like a long cloak cape he's in his vampire yeah, he's in his gear. Dracula gear yeah. he's in his track let's just be clear yeah. although he's the old man yeah. whose wife has died he clearly is dressed like Dracula <laughs> that's not addressed in any way at all no I did not see some trivia that he was originally cast as and this was the name of his character the Dracula character. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Edward, yeah, apparently did write in the script the Dracula character. But he hadn't got a clue what to call him. He didn't know what to do, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, now, it, I think this is the, the point at which you realise that Vampire is actually Bella's wife, so I mean, fucking hell. Yeah. Way to go, Bella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not odd at all, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, so the... the, the, the Mourners as well. This is another brilliant bit. Corsula explains why he was dressed as Dracula, though. Yeah, he actually yeah, I think does. Of that. Me, if she, that was his wife, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would, he would have to dress up, wouldn't he? Because she's right. She's very gothic. Because uh, yeah, mega yeah, gothic. Yeah. So he probably adopted that look to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And then he just kept it for when yeah. they were going out shots. What for me? Going to the mouth. Going to the supermarket. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> going out for tea to the diner but I love this because the old man then is being buried and the um, the, the, <laughs> the crypt I'm imagining it's supposed to be oh, basically yeah. it's basically a, a wooden box <laughs> no bigger than a dog's house crypt stroke kennel crypt capacity one to crouch to come out of the door <laughs> no no it's brilliant and a couple talking again in that weird stilted way that the character's doing this the woman is particularly bad yeah, yeah. like 
What, uh, what, 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 I can't remember exactly what the words are she used. It's something about strange what, about what happened to he. And now, and now she died. And yeah, and like, now he's gone he, as well. Now, what's happened to he? And now, this is the tomb <laughs> where he. Yeah, She's Shakespearean. Actually, it's very odd. Uh, and thus, that's thou. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the graveyard, like you said, the set again. It's a black wall, it's painted black wall, yeah. with some trees yeah. that have been obviously pulled out of the ground, and then this tiny doghouse sized crypt. So all of the, graveyard, yeah, all of the <laughs> graveyard scenes have pitch black night, yeah. no matter what time of day it's supposed to be, or whether they're having a funeral or not. Do you think they have a spider? Uh, no, no, that's when the woman says to her, we better get going, it's getting dark. It's like, well, yeah. no, it's pitch black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think they had a spinal tap moment where he just wrote the wrong measurements on a napkin? Yeah. And when he got to the set, it was like, it feet I don't bitches? think the problem is that yeah. the band was off. I think the problem was that we had a crypt that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, then the, the female mourner then, again, no idea what her name is, um, spots the dead grave diggers. Mm. So she screams um, or says, Look, depending on whether you're watching the film or listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the police arrive to investigate the grave diggers mm. and they decide that this is her job for Daniel Clay, cinema's least intelligible detective. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> On a Played by Tor Johnson. Tell now, us about Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson, I think, was a sweet. Was he a Swedish wrestler? I think, yeah. I think he was a wrestler. I think he was, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely from that, that area of Northern Europe. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, his, his dialogue, I said, you cannot understand a thing he says. If you didn't have subtitles, you wouldn't understand anything he says. It's like. Um, he looks like the thing. Yeah, he <laughs> does. The yeah. motherfucker. Looks just like the thing. I'm going to get my flashlight out. Yo, dude, get my flashlight out of the car. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but meanwhile, the pilot that saw the UFO, and again, this is jumping around all over the place, the pilot that saw the UFO is at home with his wife, and he's explaining how they saw this cigar-shaped object no. What cigar shaped object was this? Yeah. He must have. Yeah, the UFO was clearly a saucer, and everyone refers to it as a saucer through the rest of the film. Yeah. But he said it was a cigar shaped um, object. Um, and he says, Oh, I can't tell you about any of this because I've been sworn to secrecy. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. Um, I noticed that. Yeah, he says, uh, goes, yeah. The worst thing is I can't tell anybody. Can't tell, 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 tell me your wife, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you get again now introduced to uh, Bella uh, rising from the dead. Right. Uh, and but it's not Bella. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, he's suddenly taller. He's like eight inches taller. <laughs> thinner. Edward apparently chose this guy. Now, you said tropinist, didn't you, earlier? And I thought he was a dentist. But either or way, a chiropractor yeah, or something like that. Make no bones about it. Whoever he was, he's not Bella Lugosi. Yeah. And Edward picked him because he thought he looked similar enough to Bella to be able to do it. Now, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Edward, <laughs> yeah. then I don't know what... Because every scene this other guy is in, 
he's got his cape up over the bottom half of his face literally all you can see is arched eyebrow and he yeah. still looks nothing like Bela Lugosi never mind the fact he's a good half a foot taller anyway he just doesn't look anything like him no so uh, I, mean, I don't know the um, the old man and then his wife and they're a bit uh, Tor Johnson is investigating the graveyard and uh, so her <laughs> Faux Bella and Vampire, they get him, and now he's dead. Um, and the new chief inspector arrives and uh, helpfully informs us that one thing's sure, he's been murdered, <laughs> and somebody is responsible. <laughs> I love this character. He spends the whole film scratching his face with his gun. Right. <laughs> you notice that? Now, That's another, incredible. Another, another thing I read about this, um, that, that guy... They said that, oh, it's stupid, he spends his whole time absentmindedly scratching his own head with his gun. Apparently... Oh, yes! Yeah, I read this. Yeah, so apparently the actor was doing that on purpose to see if Edward would call him out on it, and he never did. So he just kept on doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's probably yeah, that's probably not something that police do. <laughs> yeah. You should probably stop already. Already says what human does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, then I, I'm not entirely sure what they do. I'm assume they go off to investigate this murder. But what we get is a, a series more, a, a series of shots more of these wobbly ass um, saucers <laughs> flying over Hollywood. Now they cause panic. They cause instances of swirly newspapers rushing towards the screen telling you that UFOs are spotted over <laughs> but the thing that really kicks it off is some old biddy ringing the police and saying there's a flying saucer <laughs> <over there." laughs> no one's paying any we attention get a dedicated narration about yeah. the old lady seeing no it. one's paying any attention to what the newspapers are saying on the fact that everyone can plainly see saucers yeah. it's only when this is this is it in this montage where you get people driving by pointing at the sky yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think is uh, uh, I think it's a pretty amazing actually that Ed came up with that because you know at the same time in Japan um, there, there was a whole kind of cottage industry of of monster movies where people were pointing at randomly at the sky um, and I, I recently watched Sharknado 4 and they had a scene where Iron Zeering is running along pointing absently up at the sky mm-hmm. I think that's still a thing now isn't it yeah. it's a, just a thing in genre movies that we love <laughs> is people randomly pointing up at the sky um so they call in the army, I guess, and there's uh, then we meet Colonel Edwards. It's the first time we see his character standing in front of the worst sheet backdrop. <laughs> it's, it's a picture of the sky painted on what looks like silk, very baggily hung. <laughs> That's a great expression. Yeah, very baggily <laughs> hung, like a back. Yeah, not stretched, just tall. Hung. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like it's like a curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're firing. Yeah, now it belongs to the ages. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Don't change anything. Yeah, and got. Then this again is where Ed obviously opened up his stock footage drawer. It's all pictures of the army rolling in, firing tanks and all that stuff, not damaging the sources at all. Um, and then um, he has to say uh, to his sergeant, turns up or something, and they say, uh, "What do you think uh, uh, the reason for the for their visit?" And he says. I'm not sure I like that word visit. That implies visitors. What? <laughs> yeah, it does. yeah, what does that mean? Well, yeah, what sort of, yeah, what 
Is that about no idea? Or the word invade? I don't yeah. like that because that implies invaders. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, he says, "Oh yeah, well, these these sources they need to be dealt with because they've already destroyed a town." Granted, it was a small town, but it was still a town. Full <laughs> 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 of people. <laughs> We're prepared to accept some towns being yeah. destroyed. If it's a village, it yeah. wouldn't be a problem, yeah. but a town. LA is where we draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why don't they just get on with destroying towns then? Yeah, maybe. this whole preposterous. Yeah. Very, very Where slow resurrection fit? of the Where dead. Where does that fit in with Plan 9? I'm not sure in resurrection, I mean, they're killing people. Are they going to resurrect them after? It doesn't seem to be. So what, what are they trying to do at this point? I don't know, Scott, tell us. Obviously Plan 8. Yeah, tell us, Scott. Yeah, okay, so... We need to know. So the leader of um, the aliens, <laughs> is a, what, what is he wearing? It's some sort of blouse on type thing. Right. Shiny, weird oh, yeah, the, yeah. outfit they've got on, which is too Star Trek even for Star Trek. No yeah. one, no one would have been caught dead in that in Star Trek, and they look so tired, don't they? All the aliens just like uh, they're just haggard, <laughs> haggard, yeah, <laughs> beaten down by life. <laughs> don't don't want to be there. <laughs> this is where you find out Plan Nine is uh, ah yes, the plan for resurrecting the dead. Is this their very fate, like? Command, commandant, yeah. or commander, yeah. or something. Now, is this the John Beckinridge is his name? He was known as Bunny, I think, by people. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Super fun, I think. Yeah, again, one of these characters, I think, that you, you said earlier, Ed Wood just sort of hung around with. One of these people that's famous in certain circles in Hollywood, and he just put him in a film. Right. Same as Criswell. Um, but he's the leader of the aliens. Um, looks bored to tears. And I love the salute they've got. The alien salute. It's basically a three amigo <laughs> salute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and they, they detail their plan. They're going to resurrect the dead um, for reasons. Um, so then you go back to the um, pilot and his, his wife again. And now he's going away somewhere. He's got to go flying. He's got his work to do. Yeah. He says to his wife... Um, I want you locked up in that house. I don't want you going anywhere while I'm gone. So this is when you get that line. Um, but the sources are up there, and the cemeteries are out there. But I'll be locked up in there. <laughs> but this bit I'm going off ages. Yeah, it's like having a playful fight about her being locked in the house. Yeah, and he says, I might no. lock the side door as well. Exactly. Yeah, I might lock the side. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, lock the fucking side door as well. <laughs> no point in locking a door. That's <laughs> no secure. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Some, burglar, murderer, alien, resurrected corpse comes and tries a door, goes, well, there's no point trying anymore. <laughs> I might as well just fuck off now then. Yeah, so, um, then, uh, yeah, more stock footage. You get the Thunderbolt. And this is when you get Bella, they're going, it's actually Bella. But again, what this does, it, daylight in this particular mm. scene, so you get a thunderbolt, <clears throat> Bella Lugosi standing in a graveyard with his arms outstretched in probably the classic Dracula pose, mm. with his cape out, sort of swishes it around a bit like some sort of matador, <laughs> 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 turns around on the spot and walks into the woods. <laughs> 
fuck's sake. <laughs> and again, uh, I, mean, I get it. I get his stock footage. You what he's got. None of the other characters act like that. No, yeah, none of them are sort of flamboyant and sort of, <laughs> they, they walk around like zombies because they're fucking zombies. <laughs> um, they revived Tor. It was smart of him to get footage that he could have just put into anything. Though. Yeah, yeah. To be yeah. fair, that was, that um, was good yeah. thinking. Yeah, you know, because that you, that works in almost anything: melodrama, barbershop action, film, yeah, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. anything you could Comedy. just slip that into, can't you? Yeah, pretty much. Western. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, they revived Tor. So now there's three corpses. Um, and they're all fucking useless, aren't they? They just wander around slow as buggery, but they, they seem to kill whoever they get. And um, the police arrive, and the corpses are told to go back to the saucer. And now you find out how they're controlling is by some sort of weird pistol thing. Yeah. Electrode gun. Um, they control When they're in the ship, they have to keep the electrode gun pressed to them so they can command them, because otherwise they'll get killed because the corpses can't tell the difference between the aliens and the humans. Because the, they are the same. Yeah, <laughs> the aliens are humans. <laughs> um, it seems very <clears throat> slapdash, <laughs> doesn't it? They haven't really thought this through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still hazy on the benefits of Plan 9. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the cops find Tor's grave, yeah, okay, yeah, Daniel Craig's grave, is empty. So they're all thinking about who could have broken into it, and one guy thinks, oh, maybe he got out. What do you mean he got out? Well, we've dead. seen corpses, there's been corpses or something about yeah. um, Then you go to the Pentagon where Colonel Edwards uh, finds out they've got a machine that can translate. Alien English into our English. <laughs> so, and, uh, <laughs> so the message is it like the difference between um, British English and American? Yeah, English? yeah. <laughs> Just change the S's to Z's and you're fine. Yeah, they get. Um, I, and I can't remember what they call the friggin' machine. The aliens called machine. It's some of what. Um, what was it's like an interocitor or something? What was that thing with Martian? Interoster, yeah, yeah, from um, Silent Earth. Earth. No, well, yes, whatever it was. Yeah. That's the interoster. I don't know. Yeah. I forget what they call it. It's fucking funny. Um, this bullshit name they've worked out for it. But the message that the aliens have sent <coughs> says roughly this: um, Since before your time, we're well better than you. <laughs> You're stupid. We <laughs> want to save Earth. You stupid dicks are too powerful. <laughs> Make too powerful bombs. <laughs> Basically, what the message what? reads. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's basically the reason the aliens are here. Is we've developed the atom bomb, and next we're going to blow up light itself. <laughs> so, yeah. So they need to come down and basically sell us. And we skipped no. a bit where they bring Tor Johnson <coughs> on board the ship. No, and then he goes conk. Yeah, and yeah. They have to throw the gun on the floor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so they have to keep the electrodes on there because they're going to otherwise, otherwise going to kill whoever's in front of him. So yeah, that's basically um, Robocop nicked that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> yeah. The end two oh nine bit. Also, you notice in this film that any time there's a close shave, it's not actually a close shave at all. No, <laughs> all you really have to do is drop a drop a gun. Yeah, and there's a bit as well, isn't there? A bit in the film where. The Bella Chiropodist character comes into someone's bedroom 
and she just gets out of bed and exits the room <laughs> from the other side of the bed. Yeah. No, she's nowhere near it. Yeah. There's no such thing as a close shave. Yeah. It's no real attention. Not at all. Yeah. Everyone manages to get away in plenty the only, time. The only way you get killed in this film is if if you see a zombie at a distance and then it fades to black. Yeah. If it fades to black, <laughs> you're, you're done. You're done. done. Yeah. I mean, another line in that scene as well. Can crack me up was that the that's where the message ends because the oh, there must have been it must have been space weather as, uh, <laughs> as it disrupted the, yeah. the signal. Well, that's mega science. Yeah, you can't yeah. argue with that. <laughs> space <laughs> weather is a thing. Edward, yeah, like lost the recording. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so they send Colonel Edwards after that. They send Colonel Edwards off to Hicksville. Does anyone know where this film's supposed to be set? By the way, where this graveyard? It's Middle America, I think, isn't it? I don't think <laughs> East. Don't know. Oh, I think some of it's set near LA. Didn't they mention that? Oh, we can't. I don't know. Well, I know the aliens were over LA in that last bit. I don't know where the hell that's supposed to be. This graveyard is. Um, you get back to that gay alien nightclub that they've got in the spaceship, whatever it's supposed to be. And yes, they say. They say. I say. They basically say, here we go, we've got these three dead, dead earthlings then, and they're praying him around in front of them. He looks the least impressed I've ever seen anyone be ever. <laughs> is this it? This is what you've done. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This, this is, is what you've done. Is this, great. is this plan nine? He this says, is this, this yeah. is where they're saying, this one's big. This is this one's big. Yeah, this one's yeah. a big one. This, this one's a female uh, one. Who, what about the other two? Uh, one's a woman. Yeah. And the other <laughs> one's an old man. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, what are we going to do with them? Um, I haven't thought far ahead. Plan 10. Oh, <laughs> I haven't worked that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're still in the drawing board. So he gives him another sort of... It's the chunkiest yeah. invasion yeah. It's totally yeah. chunky. Yeah. He, he, he gives him another... <laughs> and this one, I don't even know what the fuck he was trying to say. It's a little garbled speech, which I think the jest was... The gist of it was, oh, yeah, we're going to show these other things that we're really clever or something. I don't know. That seemed to be the idea of it. And um, it's it was there on board the ship, the humans. No, the aliens. Right. The aliens when they're parading the Ooh. dead. <laughs> Is this where Tor Johnson went conk and then they got the other gun? And, you know, that was just fine. before that. Yeah. Right, because it all goes <laughs> to one yeah. scene yeah. where they're on the ship with yeah. dead people. Um, Edwards arrives at Hicksville and he interviews um, the uh, uh, the airman. Again, whose name I, I couldn't fucking tell you. Um, and stretched Bella arrives. <laughs> talk talk oh, Bella, yeah. mock Bella. He turns up, and this this is another thing. Where you're talking about poor filmmaking and editing. I think in this case in particular, because right. Bella arrives and everybody is looking in a different direction. So Bella is, I'm presuming there. And you go right in front of me, and you're looking to my left shoulder, and John's looking out the window. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like, but we're just waiting for some exciting Yeah, yeah and, and, and it's an interminable shot as well. So, what, why are they all just sitting looking at him? Yeah. Are they supposed to be frozen in fear because they don't look at it? Do they look bored? Yeah. yeah. So just, just, just look at this. And I, I, Edward was just holding up like a little cat toy or something, and look at this. Look. But that is the worst school of acting. So yeah, you've got no idea. Eye lines are all over the place, especially when they're shooting individual people. Not so bad, you got a group of them. But even then, I don't think they're all looking at the same thing. Yeah, you need a line of sight. Yeah, you've got shots where someone's um, chat someone else off camera. Yeah, 
It's simple continuity and it's it is, it? 101, film yeah. school 101. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, so you don't know what they're supposed to be seeing. Um, they, and the aliens, for some reason, and I don't know why, decide to just switch Bella off at this point. Yeah, enough. Yeah. And they, I mean, he does attack someone and they shoot him and nothing. So shooting oh. doesn't work. So this is where they're having a chat outside in that. Yeah, in the wicker chairs and whatnot. Yeah, in the um, yeah. So Bella turns out and they decide to just turn him off. Yeah, they, I mean, he's, he's he attacks someone. He attacks a policeman, I think, and then they they shoot him a bit. Nothing. The aliens just decide to switch him off for reasons. Again, I don't know what. And he turns into a skeleton. Oh yeah. <coughs> so they, they pull his Dracula cape back, and he's just he's a skeleton. Um, so they decide to go to the graveyard. <coughs> Why? Again. <laughs> they, they, they know at this point the source is there, how... Mm, they, 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 they're going to go to the graveyard. It's been hiding behind that giant crypt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where well, they parked it. That's why, I remember now, that's why, because when they switch Bella off, a beam of light comes out of it, doesn't it, and hits him. So they see that the light came from the graveyard. I think that is what it was. Right, switches Bella off. I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, he, yeah. So off they go to the graveyard in their car, and they all pile out, and um, the woman, the pilot's wife, uh, he says to her, Mrs. Trent, you, you better stay in the car. And she says, stay here alone, not on your life, modern women. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the colonel says, yeah, they've been like that all through the ages. What the so what the fuck's the difference to old women then? <laughs> what are you trying to say at this point? <laughs> modern women being exactly the same as women before. Yeah, women modern women are exactly, yeah, exactly the same as the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> they never listen. They always leave cars unprotected. Yeah. <laughs> so the aliens then, while the, while the policemen are off, um, they leave um, the, wife, the wife in the car and one policeman to go. Yeah, and one policeman. He's got no spatial awareness whatsoever. Basically, again, his idea of guarding someone is to look fixedly in one direction and not scan the area at all for threats. But he sits there and they send Tor off. Send the big one. Send the big one for the girl and the policeman. So, um, oh, an old turn. I wrote it down. Diclerobatory. <laughs> Good turn on the diclerobatory, which I think must be the controlling. Controlling mechanism. <laughs> so Tor arrives, and again the policeman just watches him walk towards him really slowly, so you can club him on the shoulders. It's like that double-handed smash, yeah, yeah. Hulk smash move on the shoulders, and um, then just what grabs the wife and walks off with her. Um, so why do they want the wife? I don't know. Again, what's what's she bringing like to the game? Modern women are part of yeah, the invasion. Plan nine, plan nine. Plan nine. Space. Do plan they have nine. plans? Tell me, do they have modern modern women on Earth? Oh, that's that plan for and after plan ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, the group of our intrepid heroes go into the ship, <coughs> and um, the aliens pages of notes again. Yeah, Can you yeah, hear the pages turn. <laughs> on Scotty's old style ring notebook. Would I ever remember any of this? <laughs> notebook. All the all the scenes of this film blended together for me. Yeah, if I was doing this, I'd stuffed. Yeah, I mean, you get a meeting of the minds, then the aliens and the uh, the Earth things. Um, they turn up. 
The alien says, oh, let me show you what's happening outside. On the televisor. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and I think you see Tor then carrying the wife off. And this is where the alien tells Colonel Edwards and the other group why they're doing what they're doing. This, I think, John, is probably your favourite bit, is it? Is yeah. this, you are things with your stupid mind. Yeah, it's stupid. 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 Yes, stupid. This, this is my favourite bit. Of the yeah, film. yeah. When he basically says, oh, you uh, you started off hitting each other with sticks or something, and then you hit the firecracker, yeah. and then the hand grenade, and then a bomb, and then a bigger bomb, and then the atom bomb, and then the hydrogen bomb. And next, it's going to be the solar bomb or something when you're going to blow. Or up. the box office bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to blow up the. You're going to blow up the sun, and you're going to blow up all the light that's coming out of the sun. And wherever that light goes, it's going to blow that up as well. And you're going to blow up the whole universe. Uh, and at this point now, I'm not entirely sure that Edward knows what a universe is. <laughs> but yeah, I think he means what solar system. system. For. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was somehow you can turn light into explosive device. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't get this. Right, so they're here to stop that from happening. Yeah. They, tr- they came to Earth as visitors, but they refused to acknowledge their existence. So they got the arse ache and decided yeah. to... Raise the dead. That's exactly the for that. Exactly I was like, why not? So you're you're gonna kill us because they the government refused to acknowledge you. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's the idea. Is they don't want to they don't want to risk getting blown up by sunlight. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> so, they, never, um, they never they never suggests any further stages to this plan other than this very slow resurrecting. I'm gonna say, as far as I can tell. There's no... What the guy says, I think his exact words were, ah, uh, yes, plan nine. That involves raise, resurrecting the dead. Yeah, it does. I don't think that's the whole plan. Exactly. And, but yeah. they never explain what the rest, what of, the the rest of the plan is. Because no. this seems to be... And I don't know what their timeline is, but this does not seem the fastest way of no. going about things. I mean, two corpses now, because they've already... Destroyed Bella for some reason. Well, it's just not man. It's not going to get anything done, is it? Really, no. two, two corpses. <laughs> Lock them in a room. You're done. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not yeah. the door of the dead, is it? Um, Climb up a ladder. Done for. Yeah. So they. Um, although Walking Dead is going so slowly these days, actually, that would be keeping <laughs> pace with that, wouldn't it? Mary? <laughs> the, 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 the level at which, the speed at which they create zombies, yeah. that wouldn't be so bad. That would, quite, that would work quite well. Right. Um, so, yeah, the police arrive, more police reinforcements arrive at the graveyard, and they find Tor. Um, they realise that guns aren't going to work on him, and I think he's holding the girl anyway, so I, don't think, I, I think he is. Um, so can't shoot him. We can't, we can't shoot bullets don't do anything. How about if I take this great big bit of wood and I just crack him over the skull with it? And yeah, that works. So bullets won't go hit them, but smacking him on the head, that works. And then he turns into bones as well. <coughs> so I think now you've only got um, Vampira. And come to think of it, I don't think you ever find out what happens to her, do you? Does she ever... I don't remember anything we've seen happen to her. No. Um... So they have a big fight, the Earthlings and the aliens on this ship. Um, he smashes up all the radios. They're trying to figure out the controls so they can get off the ship. 
the leader gets knocked unconscious. Well, not the leader, but the guy in charge of Plan Nine. He gets he gets knocked unconscious. Ships on fire. Um, so they get off the Earth. Things manage to get off. This is um, uh, the, the the big finale. The source are taken off. Even chunkier than usual. On fire. Like literally just on fire. Like yeah. they pour petrol on it and stuff. Like <laughs> and then it explodes and. That's the end of the film. You get Criswell again. Um, my friend, you've seen this incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove it didn't happen? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. I can. Perhaps someone will pass you in the dark and you will never know it. <laughs> well, maybe they will. What's that got to do? What does that prove? <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Yeah. Somebody overtakes you at night. That's yeah. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> someone will pass you in the dark and you will never know it, for they will be from outer space. God help us in the future. <laughs> End. <laughs> and I say, but the thing is, that's, that's the, the, the thing is. I mean, I, I made a riff on his speech at the start of the podcast. But I mean, his speech at the start was saying that basically this film is set in the future. And at the end, he says this is based on sworn testimony. So which is it? it has it happened? And people have sworn to, or has it happened? Is it the future? What's going on? <laughs> you can't even decide what you're trying to say. The fucking wraparounds. <laughs> <laughs> can't even put the events into proper context <laughs> what are you doing yeah so that's that's the end of playing life from outer space yeah it's good fun I find it very good fun yeah um, yeah there was a bit there was a bit you skipped which, which made me laugh was when they're they're all talking outside the house there's yeah. a cop waiting by a cop, the cop car on yeah. his own yeah and then that's when Bella comes walking over to him. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. comes, he comes, walks out into shop from, like, in front of the camera. Yeah. And the policeman just stands there with his gun pointing at him. <laughs> and this sort of stuff happens in the film a few times where, and it's just, it's an interminable scene that that's, just goes on. Yeah, that's like, the bit of sound where they're all looking in different directions. You know, and oh, it, it, does, it. Yeah, and it does go on forever. It yeah. does last <coughs> an age. And he goes, walks around the car to avoid him, and then he walks yeah. over to them. Everyone looking sort of vaguely concerned, not trying to help at yeah. all. Just sitting and watching what's going on, but none of them watching the same thing. Yeah, looks at it. <laughs> Very strange. I mean, Edward, bless him. I mean, uh, there's a there's a great book, which I don't know if you if you get the chance to pick it up. It's called um, Nightmare of Ecstasy: The Life and Art of Edward D. Wood Jr. by Rudolph Gray. Um, by Faber and Faber. Just put a plug in there, Faber and Faber. I'm picking up. <laughs> yeah, sure. maybe. But that's a very good book, well worth reading. Now, um, Edward's story didn't end well, but I mean, he seemed like, from what I can read, the sort of guy who was just terminally optimistic. Right, sure. Didn't really have any um, anything bad to say about anybody and just kept plugging on, just didn't make it. But, I mean, bless his heart, he didn't know what he was doing, did he? No. He hadn't got a clue. Um, the script is awful, the dialogue is terrible, the sets and everything, just awful. And I think he just had it in his mind that if he pointed a camera at people saying stuff, it'd somehow turn into a film. <laughs> yeah. It, um, well, it's kind of, it, that's why I, it's very comparable to Birdemic. Yeah. It's because that reeks of someone who it doesn't have any technical knowledge of how to do the artistry of filmmaking. It's turned the camera on and just got people to do do the lines. Yeah. But it's so badly structured. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
really bizarre. Um, editing, as I said, again, yeah, it, very strange, very odd. Nothing seems to cut together, especially when you're doing reaction shots. What people are looking at doesn't seem to be what you're seeing. <laughs> bizarre, very strange. So, um, I've read, I read the book that he wrote. So he wrote a book called Hollywood Rat Race, right? Uh, which is all about his time in Hollywood, but. It's kind of like a manual on how to succeed in Hollywood, and this is kind of the fun thing about reading it because Ed equates himself with like big Hollywood producers, and right. the book is a book of advice on what pitfalls to avoid on the casting couch and how to become a successful Hollywood movie mogul, which obviously we know he uh, never was. So kind of, yeah. kind of reading that, it's quite, um, it's a, it's. It's ever so slightly a bit delusional, yeah. but also it's quite kind of sweet to read a book about success from somebody who kind of never really yeah. succeeded, but, but pretending that he did. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend <laughs> and, and I would recommend that along with the Nightmare of Ecstasy. So I think it's called Hollywood Rat Race, and I don't I don't think it's in print anymore. But you can probably pick it up digitally if you want to learn more about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anything cool. else to say? Um, no, I think pretty much covered it, haven't we? I mean, it's one of those films where you discuss the plot. Yeah. Because you, you, you need to. It's one of those films where the plot is one of the worst factors of it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's good fun. Yeah, it is good fun. So if you haven't seen Plan 9, and we haven't put you off too much, it's well worth a look, because it's a, it's a hoot. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of his other films, his other films were no better. He's, he, he did make some corkers. I mean, Glenn and Glenn, Glenn uh, what was the what was the Bride of the Monster? Yeah, is that the one with Bella at the start? Pull the strings, pull the strings. <laughs> yes, that, that one, yeah, is. That, uh, just yeah. I mean, well worth doing. Probably <laughs> that's so Yeah, yeah, they're very very good. Um, you, you, you wanted to make another one, didn't you, with Bella? Go see footage. He had apparently had more stock footage of it. Yeah, I think he wanted to make something about the ghoul in the yeah. Wet woods or something like that. That's like, probably what that shot of him as the vampire was. Yeah, to be honest, but yeah, but the footage got damaged or something like that. <coughs> yeah, he yeah. went to make another film well after he passed away. Yeah, yeah, featuring him. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Anyway, God bless you, Edward. Yeah, and good. that was a fun trip down memory lane. So yeah. if you've not seen the film, you really we couldn't recommend it. It's free, enough. and you can see it on YouTube for free. Yeah, true. So, so you don't even have to shout for it like I did, like an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay then. So, okay. so what are we doing next time? Who's choice? Oh it? man. Uh, so sorry, guys. Um, yeah, you should be. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're actually gonna. It's quite a bit of an endurance test. I've got planned for you guys because uh, we're going to talk about. Does it involve ninjas? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it does involve. Have you read me? No, it doesn't. It doesn't ever get that excited. Eddie Redman. Yes, he does! <laughs> um, uh, Jupiter Ascending, Warshawski uh, siblings, uh, crazy, mad Cinderella in space, <laughs> shonky, world-building, genetically modified Spicy, wolves, yeah. bees! Yeah. <laughs> uh, all that and more we're going to talk about uh, next time. Um, Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum. And Eddie Redman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so join us uh, join us then uh, join us for the bad movie vaults where we're going to be talking about funnily enough a really 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 bad movie <laughs> really bad <laughs>
Okay. Can't wait. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.